Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Hello, everyone. I'm Michelle Hardy from Practice Plan, Sales Support Manager. And today, what I want to talk to you is about some of the barriers that stop practices from converting out of the NHS. Some of the most common questions that you'll be feeling and things that are making you a little bit uncomfortable, hopefully we can break some of those down and I can give you a little bit of insight into perhaps something to think about in terms of the response to some of those questions. So the one I want to start with is, I'll lose too many patients. Now, converting out of the NHS, it's not about carry on doing what you're doing, because that's the reason that most practices want to make the change, the pressures that are on them, seeing the volume of patients. So actually, you've got to lose a fair significant amount of your patients. This is about giving you a better work-life balance, being able to spend the time with the patients that value what you do. So you should never be frightened about losing too many patients, because actually, that's what we're aiming to achieve for you. Something that's definitely a concern for practices is that the local press may turn on them. And yes, I'm not going to deny that we have our instances in the past where this has definitely happened. Um, it's something that we try and prepare you for, you know, and there's definitely things that we would advise you to do to help sort of toward against that. And it's about being prepared and understanding and being very clear about why are you going through this process. I think given that there's so much more in the media now about the pressures on NHS services, that patients are definitely more understanding. It's definitely a very different landscape out there now to what it was in the past when we used to do conversions a few years ago. So patients are more accepting. They're realising that changes are happening. In terms of responding to local press, then again, that's something we can give you guidance and help with. So it shouldn't be something that you shy away from. But every practice that goes down the conversion route makes it definitely easier for the next ones. So don't be intimidated by it. It's very, very easy to turn around and say, don't worry. But really and truthfully, you know, what you might see in the media and the press today is definitely tomorrow's chip paper. So it does pass very, very quickly, even if there is some negative response to that. Another question you might be thinking about is your team and how they're going to resist the change, especially if you've worked in the NHS for many, many years. You know, you might have staunch NHS um, team members that believe it's everyone's right to have NHS, you know, and that what you're doing is wrong. But actually, what you'll find is the sooner that you bring your team along in this journey and involve them in that process, it's far, far better to let them get their concerns and worries about. Again, they're probably frightened that all the patients are going to shout at them and say how disgusting it is that you're leaving the NHS and you're not providing that service anymore. But again, going back to that media point that we've just been talking about, it definitely, definitely helps. And I can promise you, patients' mindsets are changing. The practices that we're helping to convert out of the NHS these days, so many of the patients are coming in now and saying, do you know what? I'm really surprised you haven't done this before now. But the ones that find it the most difficult are whereby we start the process with the practice owners, we come in on the day to do the training with the team and that's the first they've heard about it. So you really need to make sure that everybody's involved in that process, right from your associates, your hygienist, 
your front desk team and really get them to understand what's making that you drop what's driving you to this decision what is making you want to make this change they'll appreciate it because obviously the rewards for them at the end are they are going to have less patients to deal with and their role is going to be much more fulfilling but they do need to be prepared for that Something that might be a concern to you is, I'm worried about what's going to happen to my NHS pension. Well, your NHS pension will always be there. The benefits that you've accrued are 100% protected if you leave. So the only thing that we've actually got to think about and help you with is continuing to provide you with a pension once you have left and top that pot up. So obviously you can set up a private pension. We work alongside our parent company, Wesleyan, who have skillful dental segment specialists that will be able to help you and have a look at not just your NHS pension with you, but also maybe your wider needs in terms of personal finance, you know, and sort of what's your timeline in terms of thinking from now to retirement. That's all free of charge and part of the service we offer and we do encourage that when we start talking to dentists about converting. So that's definitely something that they can help you with. Another concern might be how your local health board is going to respond and making things difficult for you. And again, the thing is, there's no hard and fast rule with health boards. You know, your local area teams, it very much depends in terms of what capacity they've got in the NHS out in that local area, how they will respond. And I can definitely sit here today and say no two health boards respond in the same way. So it's not like I can give you advice and say they'll say X, Y and Z and this is what will happen. The one thing I can tell you is that albeit some of them have been a little bit obstructive in the past, they're definitely now, I think, especially post-pandemic, coming out the other side and realising dentists are going to leave no matter what and what pressures are put in the way. So there has definitely been a softening in the way that they handle a lot of this. But that's something that we need, again, to look at with you, whether it's the fact that you want to try and negotiate reducing your contract value, having fewer UDAs and perhaps keeping a little bit of your NHS contract, or whether you want to pull out completely. But certainly, depending on the response that you get from them, we can give you guidance again around that when you talk to your NHS consultant within our team. Something again that you may be feeling is the guilt about leaving the NHS and wanting to give something back to society. In terms of leaving the NHS dentistry, a lot of the practices we work with have done several years in the NHS and have given an awful lot back. But there will be others that perhaps are only just starting their NHS journey having newly qualified. And what we are finding is that the younger dentists that are qualifying now, a lot of them don't even want to start in the NHS, they want to go straight into private. But there is that feeling that, you know, you want to sort of make sure that your community is looked after. And just because you're going to convert out of the NHS, that doesn't mean that you can't give back. There's lots of places where you can do volunteering to help either abroad. You may have some really vulnerable patients that perhaps if you're given your contract back, you know, it will impact not just on one person, but it might be a family, mum and dad with two or three children that you're thinking, you know, where are they going to go? They genuinely can't afford it. So we can perhaps help you with putting in some really low cost children's plans to help assist with that. But it isn't just about your patients. And I do want you to also consider yourself, your clinician's health and also that of your team.
you've got to think about their uh, capacity to be able to continue dealing and working with that volume of patients. And you're going to come out of the other end in a much healthier place in terms of how your team feel and being able to give you patients that do stay with you that extra level of support that you haven't had time to do before. But there's always ways that you can give back to society. So we can think outside the box, we can help you with some ideas and suggestions for that. But don't feel if you leave that that is the end of your support in the community. And lastly, I don't know whether this might apply to you. It might be to some of you worrying that I'm not good enough to be a private dentist. I've worked in the NHS for years. I'm a patient's going to expect a lot more from me. And the reality is... The patients that are going to be converting with you are the patients that you've been seeing possibly for many years. And trust in the dentist is still one of the key factors that patients will choose when deciding who to look after them. So the fact that you know, you've got the clinical skills, it's actually your social skills and the softer skills that patients value more. They don't necessarily know what you're doing inside their mouth. You're all competent dentists. You've all spent your years qualifying and you've all spent your time doing that dentistry you know, to a high standard on the NHS. You know, we talk to lots of practices that say, well, actually, my patients, Michelle, they're getting an N- a private service delivered on the NHS, but we just can't afford to do that. But the one beauty of going to private is you will have more time. So if you do feel that there's some skill gaps, then there's lots of courses, again, that you can go out there, hone your skills. You might want to specialise in something like delivering implants or orthodontic treatments, you know, and really sort of embrace the skills and the kind of dentistry that you want to deliver. So you will always be good enough. Your patients will stay because they're committed to you. So that, again, should never be a barrier. I do hope that some of the things we've talked about today will allay some of the fears that you might have. Obviously, the next steps is please come and talk to us. We've got lots of experience in the team. Many of us have been here many, many years, right back from 2006 when the big contract changes happened. So there's probably nothing that you're going to ask us that we can't have a a viable answer for and be able to give you some reassurance with. So please don't feel free to pick up the phone, email us, and let's just have a chat over a cup of coffee. Hope that's been helpful and thank you for listening.